Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This is Easter Sunday. The gospel is John 21 to 9. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Early in the morning, on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. She saw that the stone had been moved away, so she ran off to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and told him, The Lord has been taken from the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. At that Peter and the other disciples started out on their way toward the tomb. They were running side by side. 
But then the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He did not enter, but bent down to peer in and saw the wrappings lying on the ground. Presently, Simon Peter came along behind him and entered the tomb. He observed the wrappings on the ground and saw the piece of cloth which had covered the head, not lying with the wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the disciple who had arrived first at the tomb went in. He saw and believed. Remember, as yet they did not understand the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Questions. Who came to the tomb? Mary Magdalene. What time was it? Early in the morning. And what day was it? The first day of the week. Where was Mary Magdalene as Jesus hung on the cross? John 19.25 says, Near the cross of Jesus, there stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. What did Jesus drive out of Mary? Mark 16.9 says, Jesus rose from the dead early on the first day of the week. He first appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. What did Mary see when she arrived at the tomb? She saw that the stone had been moved away. To whom did she run? And what did she say to them? To Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and told them, the Lord has been taken from the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. What did Peter and the other disciple do? Peter and the other disciples started out on their way toward the tomb. Who reached the tomb first? And how did they get there? The other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and they got there by running. A personal question. In what way do you see yourself running to see Jesus? Are you persevering and running the race? On whom are you keeping your eyes fixed? Do your family and friends see you as someone with eyes looking up or cast down? Read Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, since we, for our part, are surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every encumbrance of sin which clings to us and persevere in running the race which lies ahead. Deacon Kenny answered that first part of the question, there is an urgency in my life that was not there before I committed my life to him. And are you persevering running the race? And he said, yes, very much so. The time is running out on Christ. I think they see me as one who is fixed on Christ. My eyes are looking up, not down. And I answered that. I run to my prayer room in the morning to see him. I sense an urgency to be with him, to get the word out. I run to receive Jesus in the Eucharist daily for strength to live in this world. Yes, I am persevering, and my eyes are fixed on Jesus, the perfecter of my faith. And I certainly am looking up. 
what did the disciple do when he got to the tomb and what did he see lying on the ground? He did not enter, but bent down to peer in and saw the wrappings lying on the ground. What did Peter do when he got there? What did he observe on the ground and what did he notice about the cloth which had covered Jesus' head? He entered the tomb. He saw the wrappings lying on the ground. The piece of cloth which had covered the head not lying with the wrappings, but rolled up in a separate place by itself. What did the disciple who had arrived first do and what was his reaction to this? He went in. He saw and believed. What does it take to believe? John 1.12 says, Any who did accept him, he empowered to become children of God. These are they who believe in his name. What will you receive by believing in the name of Jesus? John 3.36 tells us eternal life. After Jesus rose from the dead, what do the disciples come to understand and believe? The scripture and the word he had spoken. When did they understand and believe? Luke 24, 30 to 32 says, when he had seated himself with them to eat, he took bread, pronounced the blessing, then broke the bread and began to distribute it to them. With that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, whereupon he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning inside us as he talked to us on the road and explained the scripture to us? What does Jesus say about those who believe and have not seen? John 20, 29 says that you became a believer because you saw me. Blessed are they who have not seen and have believed. In the personal question, how have you seen a change take place in your life through reading the scriptures? Have you come to believe in the spoken word of Jesus through the scriptures? Remember, John tells us, Jesus is the word made flesh. Pray and ask God to fill fill you with an understanding of the word through his gift of the Holy Spirit that you received from him. Deacon can't answer this. I understand God's plan for my life more each day. And yes, very much so, I believe. And I answer that I have more of a hunger for him in the Eucharist and his word and living it out in my daily life. I have had a transformation of my mind. And I do absolutely believe and understand the word through the gift of the Holy Spirit because he teaches me every day. The psalm for this Easter Sunday is Psalm 118, 1 to 2, 16 to 17, 22 to 23. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Israel say, his mercy endures forever. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord is struck with power. 
I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken said, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. And his application, I will try to imitate Christ and be merciful to everyone I come in contact with. I want my mercy to endure forever also. And I answer that a very good friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer in his kidneys and many other places in his body. And when he got chemo for it, he became terribly sick, so they couldn't give it to him anymore, also because of his age. I sent him and his wife this scripture, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord from this psalm. He is a deacon and he and his wife took hold of it and are standing on that scripture, and he is still going and declaring the works of the Lord right now. What comes to me is life and death are in the hands of God, and everything in our lives is in his perfect timing. Praise God. His mercy endures forever in my friend's life. I really believe in the healing power of God's word. The commentary for this Easter Sunday. The divine plan of God for all people was accomplished through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All people would now be eligible to be called sons and daughters of God because of Jesus Christ's perfect act of obedience. Because of him, we will one day, like Christ, rise from the grave in our glorified bodies. The resurrection was the basis of the new Christian faith. Had it not happened, Christianity would never have started. There would have been no Easter Sunday. Peter would have returned with his companions to their fishing nets and boats. And Jesus Christ would have been forgotten after a few short years. Mary Magdalene's discovery of an empty tomb brought shock and fear. She ran to Peter and told him that she thought someone had stolen the body of Jesus. Peter had to see for himself and check out the fact. We might take notice of how the clothes were folded after they discovered Jesus's body was gone. They would not have been arranged that way if there had been a robbery. The disciples were completely surprised when they found the empty tomb. It was only then that they remembered that Jesus had said that he would rise again. Many people today do not believe in Jesus because the facts do not check out. We can only accept the fact of the resurrection when we have first personally encountered Jesus Christ. The understanding of the resurrection takes on a special meaning as we commit our life to Jesus and his presence remains with us. Jesus's resurrection is the key to our Christian faith because death as we know it is not the end. Jesus's bodily resurrection shows us that he is ruler of God's kingdom. Because of his promise, 
we who die to ourselves with him and rise from the dead with him. Because of him, you and I can face tomorrow without fear. Because of him, we have the Holy Spirit living within us and protecting us against all evil. 1 John 4, 4. Because of him, we can witness to all the people in the world that if they believe in Jesus Christ, they will be given eternal happiness. Because of him, all mankind can really be free and live forever. Hallelujah. He is risen. Hallelujah. He is alive. Our application for this Easter Sunday. The first reading shows that Alleluia is a Hebrew word that means praise the Lord. The second reading reveals that baptism is being drowned or buried with Christ. The gospel tells us that because of Jesus Christ, all mankind can really be free. Jesus' death brought us freedom from sin and death. We are now called to free others from sin and death here on earth. Some of us can do that by our professions as medical people, legal people, politicians, educators, business people, parents, and children. This week, free someone in your family, home, or workplace from a chore that you know they do not like. Let them see that joy in someone who really knows that he is free. Then each day, have your family gather together to pray that all may become free from sin through Jesus Christ. Because of him, you are free. Let freedom ring throughout this land. For those who are alone or homeless at this time in your life, turn to Jesus. Ask him what his plan is for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know well the plans I have in mind for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for woe. Plans to give you a future full of hope. Jesus is alive. Let us close with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us. Thank you, Jesus, for getting up on that cross and taking all our sins from us. Thank you for giving us new life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for so many things. Thank you for dying and rising for us. We can't live without your love. And you loved us so much that you did what your went on in obedience to the cross through your Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G. To either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book, 
or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.